This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today on CityCast Madison. You know the old adage, don't throw pearls at swine? Well, Madison says, throw that idea to the wind, buddy. Madison residents can now own a pet pig, as long as it's under 300 pounds, has it shots, and a few other things. This change came after Rudy, a popular, now celebrity pig on the near west side, was reported to the city and threatened with eviction. After neighbors rallied, Madison City Council voted last Tuesday to change the ordinance. So Rudy is now safe. We caught up with his owner, Paula Niedenthal, to learn how this all happened. It's Monday, September 25th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Paula, hello. Hi. So... Now that the Madison City Council made Rudy the Pig legal, how are you feeling? I'm mostly relieved. Um, It's nice that this is over, and I think it was thoughtfully done. You know, there's a lot of commotion around it on all sides, people who agree and people who don't disagree. But I think that the alders who were involved in uh, writing the amendment, notably Tag Evers, were really thoughtful about this. This is not I I think it shouldn't be like kind of cliched or be viewed as like inviting livestock into the city. I think it just shows a sort of evolution of breeding of pigs, which happens, and also dogs, right? I mean, we see new varieties. You know, the amendment was informed by other people's amendments. They had talked to Seattle City Council or Seattle, Washington's view on this, and they were like, oh, dude, we did that a a decade ago. (laughs) We we amended the ordinance. (laughs) So like, while some people are thinking this is a livestock issue, I think it's really not. And I think it was just trying to create a possibility of having single pigs or a pig in a dwelling under certain conditions with certain vaccinations and with a certain size limit. And so I thought it was very thoughtful. Yeah, because Rudy's your pet. Yeah. You know, I'm also not being completely biased by that. I do understand that you want to consider the the safety. You know, when you're thinking about this at a city council level, you're thinking about not people who are going to do a good job of taking care or are highly informed or have some sort of other kind of privilege. You're thinking of people who are not in that situation, either people who are not privileged by being helped with this or people who are actually not going to treat the animal well. So you have to figure out not so much who's going to do it right, but how could this all go badly wrong? And I appreciate that. And of course, that's why it was in a unanimous vote. Some people are thinking the ways in which this could go wrong are too important. And the people who were supporting it were saying, I think with all of these features of the amendment, that it can be done in in a way that is safe for animals and the people living in Madison and not turning it into an actual zoo or an actual farm like you worked on in Baraboo. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Yes, for those of you who don't know, um, I lived on a farm, a pig farm, for a couple of years, so I also love pigs. But I appreciate you saying it doesn't bias you. You understand that there are some concerns here. But when this happened, I mean, did it take you by surprise? Like, it seems like a pretty stressful event. Yeah, Um you know, there was lots of discussion about whether I was too stupid to find the ordinance before getting the pig. And the answer is I was. Oh, my God, that's rude. Well, there was a lot of that discussion. And I did look for one. Maybe I didn't know how to do it. I think many of us who have never done that before might search it incorrectly. So the fact of the matter is um, I thought it was OK for me to have that pig in the town. And um, we had him for a very, very long time in a very public way before somebody called. So I think what was upsetting at the time was thinking you're just going along, being really surprised by how much he's affecting the neighborhood and everybody else, which is not something we anticipated. We thought, we're getting a pet. <laughs> we were not thinking everybody's going to be interested in our pet. And so I think what was surprising was how long we had it and then the way in which the person who was disturbed by that pig or didn't like me or whatever their motives were, it was upsetting that it take to, you know it took so long for it to happen. And it happened in that particular way, because I think we could have done something about the, the existing ordinance. Had I even known there was one, we, I could have done something about it that was a little less stressful. Yeah. I heard that Rudy was like the mayor of the it was the, of the bike path, right? Like he was um, pretty well liked. Have you experienced any tensions, though, from neighbors about Rudy? No. <laughs> I mean, even I'm very like sometimes when I'm inside and he knows I'm inside and he's outside in a garden area he calls me and it's a, like a loud squealing and I don't want him to do that. That would be like a dog barking. And then I go running out and I tell him not and I and I make sure that that stops or I'm now aware of when he might squeal for me. Um, so then I have texted my neighbors and said, oh, I'm sorry, he was squealing for me. And they're like, I didn't hear it. Like, don't worry about it. And I never even heard it in the first place. So I've actually <laughs> apologized for stuff that have not been detected by other people. So no, my direct neighbors and people I know in my own neighborhood, which is a lot of people, have not complained about anything about him. I mean, certainly pigs, as you know, working on a pig farm, hogs can be dangerous under lots of circumstances, like a a sow with new pigs. And they're much bigger, right? And yeah, so on a farm, they may be 400, 800 pounds and Rudy's about 150. I mean, it's unclear because I haven't had him weighed, but um, he was hanging out with a pig that's about 200 or 225 and he was pretty much smaller than that pig. So I'm still thinking he's well under 200. It doesn't matter anymore because of the ordinance uh, has been amended to allow up to 300 pounds, which is actually typical for a miniature pig, can be that that big. But anyway, as you know, there are so many things that actually can happen with hogs, and those things are very unlikely to happen in this situation. This kind of breed has been, you know, um, bred to be affectionate and a companion animal. Just like dogs, though, they can be territorial, or the, and, and he's particularly afraid of dogs because dogs are natural predators of pigs. Um, and so all pigs are pretty afraid of dogs at first, but he has some friends in town. So things haven't come up with the neighbors and I am, I do recognize because I also know what hogs are like on a hog farm that, you know, that you have to watch over them. Yeah. And so since this come up, now that the change has come, there's, you haven't experienced any weirdness from, from neighbors or folks, have you? No, neighbors are sending me congratulatory texts, you know, asking me if I was at the council meeting, I watched it online and uh, yeah, no, mostly it's just congratulations and people I don't know, which is so many of his friends I don't know are telling me 
that they are really happy about the decision. So I'm hearing that on the bike path because he was out this morning for a while. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I saw the photo of you like laying with him, you know, talking about him as a, as you know, similar to a dog. He's a companion. Do you know of any other pets, pet pigs in Madison? I guess I don't really want to name them yet because they have to have take time to get them. But I, I know of several others. See, I just got a text come over my computer congratulating me. Um, I am aware of at least uh, three other ones in Madison, and I'm looking forward to them. I, I don't know how they feel. I've only been in contact with one of the owners. And I think that, you know, probably initially were really upset that I allowed it to become an issue. But they didn't tell me that, but I could imagine that. And then I can also imagine that they're relieved now that there is a, a version of the ordinance that makes them able to uh, license the pig and then have it not be a, non, a non-issue in the future. So I'm, I haven't talked with them. I'm hoping that they're happy about it. Yeah, change has come. <laughs> I also don't think that a lot of people are going to now go out and get miniature pigs because one of the most often uh, heard comments on the bike path is, you know, that they thought that miniature pigs were little tiny things that fit in a cup, like a teacup pig. Hopefully now people are going to say, oh, that's a miniature pig. I'm not going to get one because that's much bigger than I thought. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Well, what's your favorite thing about owning um, a pig? For me, it's like the balance of like this crazy, smart, hilarious personality and his ability to be communicating. Like, I think what's so much fun is he's funny and he's communicating that. I'm working on figuring out a couple more of his vocalizations. So I like the high level of intelligence and communication. He's really good at learning stuff. And and I think that pigs are really cute. So, I mean, I like the physical appearance of my pig. I think he's he's a great looking pig and um, he makes me laugh. So uh, he's cute and he's smart. What else, um, if anything, do you want Madisonians to know about Rudy? I think in general that like with all animals, no matter how cute he is and how easy he is for me, that if you're a stranger with a pig, it's just you have to be just as careful as a stranger with a dog that you don't know. Um, so I do want people to really enjoy him, but also be really, really safe with him, just like they should be if they decide to get a miniature pig themselves. I, what I want people to know is to enjoy him even more visually than tactilely. Pigs are very um, have bad eyesight. And when people flail their hands in front of his mouth, he might swipe to take a piece of food from their hand that doesn't exist there. And it's scary for people. And so I want them to know that pigs can't see very well and flailing around in front of his mouth could result in him swiping towards them and scaring them. But he's not trying to do that. He just can't see what they're offering, basically. So just getting to know pigs is just basic safety and and companionship is an important thing for people to know if they want to hang out with or visit my pig or if they want to get their own, whatever it is that they're looking for. They should also know that truly these pigs are not bred for their meat. And so while there might be a, not be a physical definition of livestock versus companion, the pro- primary motivation to breed these pigs and have these pigs is not being livestock or providing meat. And so there is actually a distinction. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So 
What do you think this whole turnaround experience for the ordinance says about Madison? I think it says a lot of things. I mean, I was worrying that people, uh, another thing that people have been concerned about is using time and resources and emotion about a pig uh, rather than all the things that are taking up uh, or and should be taking up our time that are also emotional, but, you know, functionally more important. I think that it's true that it's just about a pig, but I also think that Madison showed that we have really strong communities and that we can evaluate the balance between health safety, which we certainly did in this case of this pig, you know, he has rabies shots and vaccinations and all these things. And something like community involvement, you know, people are getting out and talking to each other when they're looking at the pig. So I think that Madison is is showing a, con- a commitment to the fact that people shouldn't and can't always be on their cell phones to maintain a community and that there can be real, I don't even want to use the word joyful or pleasurable, like real focus of of uh, community interaction and conversation that's really nice. So I'm, on the one hand, I was a little bit embarrassed about all the attention, but I'm also seeing that Mad- it means that Madison can step up. And um, even Ben Wickler said, who lives in the neighborhood, said something like, and that's the chair of the um, Democratic Party of Wisconsin, said something like that he sort of represents the fact that we can like take action and, and make change. And and so let's we can think about that as well, that even if it's something that not everybody thinks is important and maybe even didn't agree with, that there was a process that worked and that was not ideological and ultimately boiled down to what are the health implications, what are the size implications, what have other communities done? So I guess I we could get away from the actual content and decide that the process went really well and shows a, a pretty good commitment. The Alders stepped up a lot. Um, I was really grateful to Alder Evers for stepping up in such a thoughtful way. So that's what we can focus on, that those kinds of changes can come and work and, and be done in a thoughtful way in Madison. It's a beautiful thing to see. And we're excited that we'll still be able to go out and see Rudy, hopefully on the bike path. We'll see you too. <laughs> yeah, hopefully so. Paula, thank you so, so much for giving us your time. Thank you for your interest. That's Paula Niedenthal, owner of Rudy the Miniature Pet Pig of Madison's West Side. And here's what else Madison's talking about. Speaking of changes, this time a change back. The much discussed name change of the beloved Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile has already met its shelf life. No more Frank Mobile. The company's officially changed the name back to the Wienermobile. And a new housing report. A recent Rent Cafe report found Madison to be the fifth most competitive rent market in the entire U.S. It shows our city's occupancy rate is significantly higher than the national average. So if you've been looking for an apartment, or still are, and it's been a task, that might explain it. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who really wants to meet Rudy the Pig? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then. 